My name is Konstantin Frank and I'm a resident of the Department of Hand, Plastic and Aesthetic Surgery at the University Hospital Munich. In the following, I will read our article, The Course of the Angular Artery in the Midface, Implications for Surgical and Minimally Invasive Procedures. The first author of this investigation is Viktor Gombolevsky, while the last author is Sebastian Kodofana. Abstract Background Previous anatomic studies have provided valuable information on the two-dimensional course of the angular segment of the facial artery in the midface and its arterial connections. The third dimension, i.e. the depth of the artery, is less well characterized. Objective The objective of the present study is to describe the three-dimensional pathway of the angular segment of the facial artery and its relationship to the muscles of facial expression. Methods the bilateral location and the depth of the midfacial segment of the facial artery was measured using multiplanar computer tomographic image analysis obtained from contrast agent enhanced cranial CT scans of 156 Caucasians with a mean age of 45 plus minus 18 years and a mean body mass index of 25 plus minus 4 kilograms per square meter. Results at the nasal ala, the mean depth of the main arterial trunk was 13.7 plus minus 3.7 millimeters with a range of 2.7 to 25 millimeters. Whereas at the medial cantus, it was 1.02 plus minus 0.62 millimeters range 1 to 3 millimeters. This was reflected by the artery's relationship to the midfacial muscles. At the nasal ala, superficial to levator anguli oris in 62.0% but deep to the levator labi superioris aliquinasi muscle in 53.6%. At the medial cantus, superficial to the levator labi superioris aliquinasi muscle in 83.1% and superficial to the orbicularis oculi muscle in 82.7%. Conclusion The results presented herein confirm the high variability in the course of the angular segment of the facial artery. Various arterial pathways have been identified providing evidence that in the mid-phase there is no guaranteed safe location for minimally invasive procedures. In the United States, the number of soft tissue filler injections continues to increase. Similarly, the number of soft tissue filler associated vascular adverse events has likewise increased. Recent literature reviews have revealed that until 2015, 98 cases of injection-related visual compromise resulting in irreversible blindness were published. However, between 2015 and 2018, 48 additional cases were reported. The currently accepted mechanism of soft tissue filler-induced IRVC is that the injected material gains access to the arterial circulation by a direct intraarterial injection or by a retrograde flow from the external to internal carotid system. In the arterial bloodstream, the filler product activates thromboganic cascades itself or does so via lesions of the intima and can cause end arterial occlusion via mechanical obstruction. Both mechanisms lead to reduced arterial blood flow and ultimately cause tissue damage. This is most significant in areas with great oxygen consumption, i.e. the retina, or in facial regions with limited anastomic capacity, i.e. the nasal tip. Several recent anatomic reviews described stable and constant locations both in 2D and 3D of the course of the facial artery. Those were anterior to the masseter muscle where the facial artery crosses the mandible, 
at the modulus where the artery is attached via a muscular bundle of the buccinator muscle and at the medial cantus where the artery crosses the horizontal mid-pupillary line superficial to the medial cantal ligament. The arterial segments between those fixed points have been identified to have a high degree of variation, including within the nasolabial sulcus and the midface. Distance between nasal ala and the medial cantus. Previous anatomic studies have provided valuable 2D information on the course of the angular segment of the facial artery in the midface and its arterial connections. However, the third dimension, i.e. the depth of the artery, is less well characterized. The objective of the present study is to describe the 3D pathway of the angular segment of the facial artery located between the nasal ala and the medial cantus and its relationship to the muscles of facial expression. Levato anguli oris, LAO, Levato labi superioris aliquinasi, LL sun, and orbicularis oculi, OOM. These results should provide clinically valuable information on the pathway of the angular artery and should enhance the precision and safety of surgical and minimally invasive procedures. Methods Study Sample CT scans were objectively analyzed for the purposes of the study between January and July 2019. Investigated CT scans were sampled from the radiology database of the Research and Practical Center of Medical Radiology of the Department of Healthcare, Moscow, Russia. CT scans were previously obtained during routine contrast-enhanced cranial CT examinations. The inclusion criterion was the full visibility of the angular artery between the inferior end of the nasal ala and the medial cantus. The term angular artery will be used for that segment of the facial artery cranial to the branching of the superior labial artery. CT scans were excluded from this analysis if previous injections, facial surgery, trauma or disease disrupted the integrity of the facial anatomy or affected the specific function of the muscles in the midface. The study was approved by the Ethics Committee of the Department of Health, Moscow, Russia, protocol number five, and the patients gave their informed consent for the use of their CT scans for scientific purposes. Image analysis. CT images were generated by a Toshiba Aquilion OB scanner using the following parameters. Field of view, 220 millimeters, slice thickness, 0.47 millimeters, Tube current 140 mA and voltage 120 kV. Analysis relied on bilateral distance measurements and positional descriptions of the angular artery in relation to standardized locations using internal software tools of IntelliSpace 8.0. Measurements were conducted using multiplanar two dimensional distance measures medial to the infraorbital foramen. Patients were in supine positions with relaxed facial expression during the scanning procedure. The following parameters were evaluated bilaterally by radiologists with at least five years of experience. Length between the inferior end of the nasal ala and the medial cantus in millimeter. This length was further divided into four equal segments, i.e. S1, 2, 3 and 4. The start and end point of each of the four segments resulted in five measurement points, pre-1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Of those, P1 was at the horizontal level of the medial cantus and P5 was at the horizontal level of the nasal ala. Distance between the medial cantus and the angular artery at each measurement point, P1 to P5 in millimeters. Number of arteries branches observed within each segment, S1 to S4. Distance between the skin surface and the main arterial trunk at P1 to P5 in millimeters. Position of the angular artery in relation to the orbicularis oculi muscle at P1 to P5, superficial or deep. 
position of the angular artery in relation to the levator lobby superioris aliquinasi muscle, superficial or deep, position of the angular artery in relation to the levator anguli-oris muscle, superficial or deep. Statistical analysis. All measurements were performed at least three times and validated by two independent observers for consistency. Inference of age, gender and BMI on the depth of the main anterior trunk at each measuring point P1 to P5 was calculated using generalized linear models with robust estimator. Age and BMI were grouped according to the 1 3rd and 2 3rd percentile into lower, middle, higher age BMI groups and differences across groups were calculated using multivariate analysis with post-hoc Tukey testing. All analyses were conducted using SPSS Statistics 23 and results were considered statistically significant at a probability level of smaller than 0.05 to guide conclusions. Results Demographic data A total sample of 156 Russian Caucasian individuals, 78 males, 78 females, with a mean age of 45.19 plus minus 8.7 years, range 14 to 89 years, and a mean body mass index of 25.05 plus minus 4.9 kg per square meter, range 16.7 to 47.8 kg per square meter was investigated. Contrast agent enhanced cranial computer tomographic images of the midfaces were analyzed, resulting in a total of 312 measured midfacial segments of the facial artery. General description. The mean distance between the medial canthus P1 and the nasal ala P5 was 39.34 plus minus 3.9 millimeters. Males 40.97 plus minus 3.3 millimeters. Females 37 plus 71 plus minus 3.8 millimeters. P smaller 0.001. The mean extent of each measured segment S1 to S4 was 9.67 plus minus 1.5 millimeters. Males 10.23 plus minus 0.8 millimeters, females 9.15 plus minus 1.9 millimeters, p smaller than 001. Gender differences. Inconsistent gender differences were observed with and without reaching statistically significant values across the various parameters when measured. This was attributed to arterial variation and to multiple testing effects. Those results were not separated by gender in the following. Number of arterial trunks per segment S1 to S4. 97.8 of the cases in the S1 segment, approximately 1 cm inferior to the medial cantus, one arterial trunk was identified, whereas in 2.2% of the cases, two arteries were observed. In the S2 segment, approximately 1 to 2 cm inferior to the medial cantus, 95.8% had one arterial trunk identified whereas 3.8% had two arteries and in 0.3% three arteries were observed. In the S3 segment, approximately 2 to 3 cm inferior to the medial cantus, 85.3% had one arterial trunk, whereas 138 had two arteries and 1.0% had three arteries. In the S4 segment, approximately 3 to 4 cm inferior to the medial cantus, 70.8 had one arterial trunk, whereas 27.6 had two arteries, 1.0% demonstrated three arteries and 0.6% four arteries were observed. None of those measurements displayed statistically significant differences between facial sites. The results are visually summarized in figure 2. Course of main arterial trunk. Starting from the nasal ala, P5, approximately 4 cm inferior to the median cantus, in the majority of the cases, 
The main arterial trunk was observed superficial to the LAO, 62.0%, but deep to the LL sun, 53.6%. At P4, approximately 3 cm inferior to the medial canthus, the main trunk was most frequently identified superficial to the LAO, 92.0%, and superficial to the LL sun, 89.6%. At P3, approximately 2 cm inferior to the medial canthus, the main arterial trunk was most frequently superficial to the LAO, 95.9% and LR sun, 97.0%, but deep to the OOM, 54.9%. At P2, approximately 1 cm inferior to the medial canthus, in the majority of the cases, the main arterial trunk was observed superficial to the LR sun and superficial to the OOM. At P1, horizontal level of the medial canthus, the main arterial trunk was observed to course superficial to the LR sun, 83.1%, and superficial to the OOM, 82.7%. Details on frequencies in relation to the midfascial muscles can be found in Table 1. Depth of main arterial trunk. At P5, the mean depth of the main arterial trunk vessel largest diameter was 13.7 plus minus 3.7 mm, range 2.7 to 25 mm, with 44.4 having a superficial course, a depth smaller than 12 mm. 26.3 having an intermediate course, a depth between 12.1 to 15.6 mm, and 33.3% having a deep arterial course, a depth bigger than 15.6 mm. At P4, the mean depth was 8.33 plus minus 2.8 mm, range 2.6 to 18.4 mm. 39.9% had a superficial course, a depth smaller than 7 mm. 57.9 had an intermediate course, depth between 7.1 to 10 mm, and 2.3% had a course deeper than 10 mm. At P3, the mean depth was 4.1 plus minus 1.9 mm, range 1 to 11 mm. 42.0 had a superficial course, depth smaller than 3 mm. 23.4% had an intermediate course, a depth between 3.1 to 4.3 mm and 34.6 had a course deeper than 4.3 mm. At P2, the mean depth was 1.79 plus minus 1.4 mm, range 1 to 8 mm. 44.6% had a superficial course, depth smaller than 1 mm. 26.9 had an intermediate course, depth between 1.1 to 2 mm. And 28.5% had a course deeper than 2 mm. P1, the mean depth was 1.02 plus minus 0.62 mm, range 1 to 3 mm. 32.1 had a superficial course, depth smaller than 0.77 mm. 40.7% had an intermediate course, depth between 0.78 to 1 mm. And 27.2% had a course deeper than 1 mm. Details and frequencies within each tertial between P1 to P5 are given in Table 2. Relationship between HBMI and depth of main arterial trunk. Calculating generalized linear models with adjustment for H and BMI revealed a variable influence of location on the depth of the main arterial trunk. The level of the nasal ala, P5, neither H nor BMI displayed any statistically significant influence on arterial depth. H, P is 0.090, BMI, P is 0.064. At P4, only H had a statistically significant influence. H, P smaller than 0.001, BMI, P is 0.367. The other measured locations, i.e. more proximal to the medial canthus, P3 to P1, 
Both factors statistically significantly influence the depth of the managerial trunk with higher values for H and PMI being associated with a greater depth, both H and PMI P smaller 0.027. Detailed information on the numeric influence is presented in Table 3. Discussion the major strength of this study is the large sample size which equal distribution of males and females, each N is 78, originating from the Russian Caucasian ethnicity. This is to date the largest sample used, a total of 312 midfacial segments of the facial artery, to investigate the 3D pathway of the angular artery and to provide clinically valuable information on neighboring structures in relation to the main arterial trunk. Another strength of the study is the non-invasive nature of the measurements performed. Contrast agent enhanced CT scanning. Previous studies relied primarily on cadaveric dissections and provided excellent contributions to our understanding of the arterial blood supply of the midface. However, those studies focused on the arterial pathway and anastomotic connections in two dimensions. A limitation of cadaveric dissections, however, lies in the process of dissection itself, requiring interruption of removal of related anatomical structures. This process often eliminates surrounding landmarks like more superficially located muscles of fascia that hold significant value to visualizing the artery and living subjects. The present study used the surrounding structures and landmarks to describe the pathway of the main arterial trunk between the nasal ala and the medial canthus and to provide guidance for surgical and minimally invasive procedures in the mid-phase. This is a novel approach which could have not been achieved utilizing cadaveric dissections. The limitation of the present study is that all subjects were from the Russian Caucasian community. Results might have been different if other Caucasian, African American or Asian <laughs> populations had been investigated. However, there is no available information on the influence of ethnic differences on the 3D pathway of the angular segment of the facial artery in the mid-face to allow valid comparisons. Another limitation of the study is the intramuscular pathway of the artery. Despite the enhancement with contrast and agent, in some cases the visibility of the main arterial trunk was limited and was difficult to distinguish. In future studies, MRI or CT scans with higher resolution might be able to provide more detailed information that can be utilized to expand upon the results presented herein. The results of the present study reveal that at the nasal ala, up to four arteries or arterial branches could be identified. One arterial trunk in 70.8%, two arterial trunks in 27.6%, three arterial trunks in 1%, and four arterial trunks in 0.6% of the cases. This represents the variation in the branching pattern of the angular segment of the facial artery in this location, forming anastomotic connections to the subnasal and alar artery and connecting to branches of the infraorbital, buccal, and transverse facial arteries. The specific location, i.e. the preform fossa, can be considered a high-risk zone when injecting soft tissue filler. The probability is increased to enter one of the arteries present and cause a vascular adverse event. However, this location is frequently utilized to treat the nasolabial fold and to reduce the width of the nose. Therefore, these injections should be performed deep in contact with the bone. Results reveal that, in the majority of the cases, the arteries are located in the superficial tertiary of the soft tissues, at a depth less than 12 mm. However, 33.3% of the cases had an artery in the deep tertiary, i.e. deeper than 15.6 mm. Therefore, one should always practice pre-injection aspiration, the application of small boluses, and slow injections to minimize the risk of vascular adverse events. The level of the median canthus, however, a maximum of two arterial trunks could be identified. 97.8% of the subjects having just one and 2.2% having two. 
This is confirmatory to current concepts of treating the tear trough where the greatest risk results from the proximity to the angular vein rather than to the angular artery. The results presented herein confirm the high variability in the course of the angular segment of the facial artery. Various pathways have been identified providing evidence that in the mid-phase there is no guaranteed safe location for minimally invasive procedures. Most previous studies provided valuable information on the 2D course of the facial artery and its branches, but the present studies differs to add 3D information. The most frequently observed pathway within our study sample had the main arterial trunk located as follows. The level of the nasal ala P5 is 4 cm inferior to the medial cantus between the LAO and the LL sum. These results confirm previous cadaveric investigations that the artery travels within the roof of the deep piriform space located between the LAO floor and the LL sun roof. The artery then pierces the LL sun within the S4 segment to course superficial to the LL sun and superficial to the LAO at the P4 level, 3 cm inferior to the medial cantus. Here, the artery travels within the premaxillary space containing the deep nasolabial fat compartments. Within the S3 segment, the main arterial trunk pierces the LL sun and travels between the LL sun and the OOM. From the P3 to P1 levels, smaller than 2 cm inferior to the medial cantus, the artery travels superficial to the LL sun and superficial to the OOM. In 44.6% of cases, it travels at a depth bigger than 1 mm at P2, 1 cm inferior to the medial cantus, and in 72.8% of cases at P1, horizontal level of the medial cantus. It is also smaller than 1 mm in depth. The overall depth of the angular segment of the facial artery changed from 13.7 mm at the nasal ala to 1.02 mm at the medial cantus. Calculating generalized linear models with adjustment for H and BMI revealed location-specific differences in their influence on the depth of the main arterial trunk. The level of the nasal ala, the depth of main arterial trunk was not significantly influenced by an increase in H or BMI. This can be explained by the fact that in the location the muscles of facial expression connect to the overlying dermis. This connection represents the physiologic transition between two different types of subcutaneous arrangement and is present in every individual's face. So there is no distinct layer of subcutaneous fat at this location, the nasolabial sulcus forms the inferior boundary of the superficial nasolabial fat compartment, the change in age or BMI does not influence the distance between skin surface and main arterial trunk. This is clinically important when injecting soft tissue fillers in this location because treatment depth can be assumed to be unaltered across individuals of various ages and BMIs. A highly statistically significant relationship was found between increasing age and an increase in the measured distance between skin surface and the main arterial trunk at every measured level cranial to P4. The measured increase in distance should not be attributed to an increase of fat mass, i.e. more fat deposition within the facial soft tissue at older age. The increased depth should rather be attributed to the descent of soft tissues from cranial to caudal. This descent is an age-related physiologic event and results in a local increase of soft tissue superficial to the main arterial trunk. This ultimately increases the depth of the vessel. This phenomenon was previously observed but misinterpreted as an increase in volume of the superficial fat compartments. An increase in BMI was significantly associated with an increase in depth of the main arterial trunk. The superficial nasolabial fat compartment is located cranial to the nasolabial sulcus and extends medially into the lateral nasal wall and cranially to the tear trough. An increase in BMI results in an increase in fat mass within that compartment increases the distance to the measured artery. When performing minimally invasive injections and surgical procedures in the mid-phase, 
One should account for changes in the depth of the angular artery and its relationship to surrounding muscles of facial expression. Injecting soft tissue fillers should be performed slowly with small boluses and with aspiration prior to injection. Treatment should be individualized, not just on the basis of a desired cosmetic outcome, but taking into account each patient's demographic data in order to diminish the risk of vascular adverse events. Injections of soft tissue filler in the medium mid-phase can be utilized into the supraperiosteal plane based on the results of this investigation. The angular arteries located with increasing frequency superficial to the midfacial musculature, the closer the arteries to the media canthus. Being superficial to the muscles, it identifies the supraperiosteal plane, submuscular plane, as a safer plane, because the arteries located more superficial and separated by muscular tissue. Utilizing sharp tip needles as opposed to cannulas to perform this injection should be favored in order to reach that plane with greatest accuracy. Conclusion. The results of this large sample and contrast-enhanced CT-based analysis confirmed the high variability of the facial arterial vasculature. Due to the large sample size, the most frequently observed pathway of the angular segment of the facial artery could be characterized. Injections at the level of the nasal ala should be performed deep in contact with the bone. However, in 33.3% of the cases, an artery was present in the deep soft tissue tertiary. Cranial to the nasolabial sulcus, increasing age and increasing BMI results in a greater depth of the main anterior trunk. Minimally invasive injections and surgical approaches to the midface should account for the changes in anterior depth to avoid arterial vascular adverse events. Acknowledgements. The authors would like to thank Samyatina Xenia, Alexeva Tatiana, Cherniesh Dmitri, Korp Tatiana, Titov Mikhail, and Zulamainov Maria for their support during data analysis.